Hey, this is Dave, and you're listening to the SUV Dad Podcast. And today, I'm going to talk about footwear. Uh, I've had some questions on my YouTube channel. I reviewed uh, a couple pairs of Zero shoes. Zero is spelled X-E-R-O. And when I started getting those questions, I decided to just put my thoughts together in a Twitter thread, kind of keep it short and concise, and give my general feelings about the shoes, uh, just to be transparent. I've bought two pairs of their HFS shoes. HFS stands for highly flexible sole. And I've bought two pairs of their 360 shoes, which are kind of like a general all-purpose CrossFit type of shoe. And for the too long, didn't listen. Short takeaway, if I had to just buy one pair of, of zero shoes and that was the one pair of shoes I'd use. I would go with the 360. Uh, I like the amount of foot protection you get with the thicker outer sole, and it's still lightweight, it's still flexible. I feel like it's kind of, it serves all of my needs, and so if I had to pick one zero shoe, I would definitely, without hesitation or reservations, go with the 360. Uh, it's a shoe that is fairly new to them, and it seems like they've sold out of them pretty quickly, so it's obviously a very popular shoe, but I feel like it kind of it gives you the best bang for your buck and it covers all of your bases as far as any type of activity that you want to do. So with that being said, let me just talk through why I've, I've become a fan of the Zero Shoes. So I'm pretty sure I first heard about them from Peter Atia. He just mentioned them in passing, talking about minimalist shoes, and he mentioned a couple brands. And I looked at one of the brands he mentioned. I can't remember the name of it because I didn't go much further than looking at their website. And the big no-go for me with those particular shoes is they were like somewhere in the neighborhood of like $150, maybe like $140, $145, but definitely a little bit outside of what I personally wanted to pay for a pair of minimalist shoes. So he, I think, also mentioned zero. And so I took a look at their website, and their pricing seemed more in line with kind of what I was looking for. Somewhere in the neighborhood of $100, maybe a little bit below $100. And then you know, one thing just for future reference is if you're ever interested in zero shoes just always keep in mind that you know the past two years uh, since i've been buying from them they've had a big like black friday type you know holiday sale each year and if you're on your email on their email list you'll find about it in advance and then as soon as it goes live you can go on there and you can get a pretty good deal on i think pretty much every shoe they have in their lineup so it's a good way to get a deal if you're one of those bargain hunters so big things about zero is their minimalist shoes and also they have like a 5,000 mile quote unquote warranty. So basically what they're saying is that these shoes are good for 5,000 miles. And I can say with the oldest pair I have, the very first pair I bought was probably about two years ago. And I bought the HFS, which again stands for highly flexible sole. Very lightweight shoe. I don't know exactly what the weight is, but they basically feel like slippers. I mean, super lightweight. And you know that my big concern in filling those uppers, like how lightweight they are and kind of feeling almost like a slipper is is this upper really gonna last? I wasn't super concerned about the outer sole. I was mostly concerned about the upper. And so I can say after two years, a couple thousand miles, that the shoes have held up really well. So I've been impressed by the quality. I make sure as I lace them, I, I, I take care to you know go with each eyelet individually and kind of pull it tight as opposed to just grabbing the ends of the straps and kind of really pull on it because I don't want to risk breaking any of the loops or anything like that. So I take a little bit of care when putting them on, but run with them, walk with them, wear them just around generally, and they've held up just fine. And like the biggest thing, the biggest difference between Zero and say like your typical pair of running shoes is that the Zero shoes do not have a midsole. 
And that's been kind of like the, the quote unquote secret sauce for all of the different running companies is they have a shoe that has a midsole and they give it some sort of like special name. Like for Nike, they're obviously really popular for like the air, you know, Nike airs, so they have these air midsoles. And when you first put those shoes on, when you're at the, the shoe store, what have you, they feel really soft and plush and comfortable. And that kind of feels really good. You're thinking like, okay, this shoe has great cushioning and it's going to be really good for me when I go out and run. But the thing that kind of really breaks down with those shoes and why you can't wear them for thousands of miles in most cases is that midsole just tends to get really firm and compact and it just, it loses all of that, that plushness. And if you wear them beyond the you know typical amount of time you should wear a pair of shoes with a midsole, that firm midsole just starts to really kind of, you know, just press up against your arch over and over and over again as you run. And I experienced this myself, you know, when I was training for marathons and I was wearing a lot of the shoes that have the midsoles, as you just really batter your arches there. So you get kind of like, you know, really difficult, like just painful feelings at the bottom of your feet. And then if you also put in the the shoes that used to have like the counters that would prevent your foot from doing the natural pronation, that could also beat up the sides of your feet. And so that's why they typically, with your typical shoe that's like has a midsole, usually they're recommending you only run in them for like 300 to maybe like 500 miles. And so if you're running 30, 40, 50 miles a week, you're looking at after two or three months having to get a new pair of shoes. And so it ends up being quite expensive. Uh, if you don't you know, pay the price to get the new shoes, then you're going to have a midsole that's really no longer doing what it's supposed to do. And you're just going to kind of just have that, this, that discomfort of running in those shoes where the midsole is just you're really just battering your, your arches at the bottom of your feet and your planters and what have you. So uh, just something that uh, over time, and as I've made the transition to minimal shoes, that's one of the benefits you have. Now, talking about the transition, you know, one thing I will always point out is if you go from a, a heavily cushioned shoe, a shoe that has a lot of support, and you go to a minimalist shoe, you're going to have a lot of problems if you just try and do the same mileage. If you just one day go from wearing a pair of shoes, like let's just say like a Nike Pegasus, and then the next day you go to a shoe like a Zero HFS and you try and do the exact same mileage, you're probably going to have a lot of problems because your foot doesn't have the lift like it has as far as your heel. And so you're going to have a lot of tightness in your Achilles. You're going to have a lot of tightness in your calves. And it's going to be a really difficult transition. You're going to be like, wow, I can't wear minimal shoes. You know, that may be the case. You know, I'm, I'm not a podiatrist or anything like that, so I can't really tell you what works best for you. But I can tell you from my own personal experiences What's worked best is just slowly transitioning to that minimalist shoe. So for a shoe like the HFS, it's a nice, very lightweight shoe. I would recommend just walking around in them. And you're going to get that benefit as far as um, just these little type of like little muscles in your ankle that you typically don't even notice. Uh, they'll start to strengthen as you just walk around in them and you don't have all of that support that you have with a typical trainer. And then I would just go very, very short with runs as far as transitioning into the, the minimalist shoes. Go with a really short run, and then after the run, just make sure you're doing stretches to stretch your Achilles, uh, stretch your calves, and uh, that's what I found has worked best for me to keep those those two areas from becoming really uncomfortable. And then slowly but surely over time, you can build up your mileage within the minimalist shoes, and then you can transition to entirely minimalist. So for me, you know, I when I got back into running about two two and a half years ago, I was wearing like a pair of ultra shoes. And I slowly transitioned from the Ultra into the, the Zero Shoes. And I've pretty much only worn Zero Shoes for the past two years. So I haven't worn any sort of trainer that has more plush uh, material or any sort of midsole, anything along those lines. 
And with the HFS, I've run a total of, I think a 10K is the, the furthest distance I've run. So you can definitely run a decent amount of mileage. I think I was running somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30 to 35 miles a week. So not like super high mileage, but enough mileage where I could say like, yeah, this shoe works. Uh, the one thing with the minimalist shoes that I noticed early on is that I would get little kind of tweaks in my ankle where I would just kind of feel a little something like a little like like I very, very slightly twisted my ankle. Not bad enough where I'd have to stop running, but I would feel that immediate feedback. And the one thing it did is it, it A, strengthened those muscles around the ankle. And then B, it just helped me have a more, I think, efficient foot strike where I just figured out how I needed to run in order to... Uh, keep my ankles, you know, all of my weight firmly down where they needed to be on my ankle so I'd have a really good solid strike and then continue running and then not have any problems at all as far as that goes. So uh, obviously I'm a big fan. I've, I've bought four pair of these shoes on my own. I've been using them exclusively for the past couple of years. Like I said, I've put thousands of miles on uh, three of the four pairs. Like I said, the 360's been difficult to acquire and so I'm on their email list and they just mentioned that they got a new shipment of 360's so I just bought a new pair. Haven't used them yet, uh, but uh, they, they definitely have stood the test of time and lasted. So as I get ready to wrap things up here, you know, at the very beginning, I said if I had to just buy one pair of zero shoes, you know, using them how I use them, kind of walking around, everyday activity, weightlifting, running, I would definitely go with the 360. I think it's kind of, uh, it, it suits all of those needs really well. And the reason why I choose the 360 over the HFS is the, the outer sole on the HFS. Is, it's just simply too thin. It's great for walking around. It's great if you're going to be on very smooth surfaces like a track or something like that. But with the HFS, you literally feel every single like rock or twig that you step on. And if you're running and you have a lot of like force hitting the ground when you're running and you step on a rock, you're going to really feel it. And it's uncomfortable. And, you know, the one thing I said on Twitter is it's absolutely 100% not a trail shoe. I would never wear an HFS on a trail because they're just going to beat your feet up. You're just going to feel every single rock and twig and wood chip and anything else you step on, you're going to feel it. And so why I prefer the 360 right now is it has a, a thicker outer sole. And so it gives you that protection from running over rocks and anything along those lines where you're not going to feel the uh, feel all of that uh, on the impact of your feet. And you're going to be able to run and not have any issues at all. At least that's been my experience. And I said, you know, I think that the HFS would be the perfect shoe because I really like the minimalist light upper. I like the kind of lightweight feel of it. I don't need the, the rope climbing like kind of sections that are on the 360. I really like the clean minimalist look of the HFS upper. I like how lightweight it is. And if you could add a thicker outer sole like you have with the 360 under the HFS, I think the HFS would be like the perfect running shoe. It'd be super lightweight, really flexible, not as flexible as it currently is but you also just wouldn't feel the road as much. And you could use that running for pretty much any distance run you wanted to do. I'd feel really, really comfortable just transitioning fully to the HFS if they could just go with a, a thicker outer sole. But since that's not the case, the 360 is kind of my, my go-to shoe right now. And you know, I mentioned on Twitter that when I get up and run, it's typically at 4.30 in the morning and it's still dark out. And so I can't always see where my foot placements are as far as whether there's anything in the road. Uh, along those lines. So I've been running in the 360 and I'm super comfortable with it. Uh, it works out perfectly fine as a running shoe. Uh, so that's kind of my my go-to at this point. But I do like both shoes. I think they both have kind of a, a unique place within how I like to, you know, just basically wear shoes. And I'm, I really do prefer having the minimalist. Once you make that transition and you're fully acclimated to it, 
I feel like there's no going back. And so the HFS is kind of my just walk around shoe. I wear them for work. You know, I work from home, so it makes no difference. No one's seeing my feet. I use them when I'm just out and about walking around. And then the 360 is kind of more my, you know, workout shoes. So if I'm, you know, in my garage lifting weights, I'll use the 360. And then if I'm going for a run, I obviously use the 360. And that's pretty much how I, uh, how I use both of their shoes. Uh, I also got a pair of their trail shoes. I think it's called a Mesa. I haven't worn it enough. You know, my biggest concern after having purchased the 360, or not the 360, the HFS, when I, you know, the HFS is the first shoe I bought and just feeling every single like thing I stepped on, I was really hesitant to go with a zero trail shoe just because I felt like if it's as minimalist as the HFS, I'm going to feel everything on the trail. And I think the pair I bought was the Mesa and I've only worn them once so far, but I had zero concerns at all about feeling everything on the trail. They felt super comfortable. I felt like my feet were protected. I don't want to do a review on that just yet because I've only worn them once so far, but I'll probably start to wear them more. And then once I have an adequate amount of experience, I'll probably do a full review of those. So uh, not, I don't want to say too much about that, but um, at least my first experience was good. But I'm you know, obviously very happy with the HFS and the 360 with that one change I'd probably make with the HFS as far as just giving it a, a thicker outer sole. So that's it for today. I wanted to kind of just pick up on uh, some area where I've seen some questions from YouTube and just give kind of a good overview of my experience with minimalist shoes uh, in general and zero shoes in particular. And if you have any questions, just go ahead and uh, Twitter is probably the best place. So I'll put a link to my Twitter. So you can just go and reach out via Twitter where I put a thread together that kind of you know is more concise as far as these thoughts go, uh, but happy to answer any questions. So Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll catch you on the next episode.